0: Hello Rebels, you're listening to a free audio-only recording of David Menzies' Friday night show Rebel Roundup with your guest host, me, Sheila gunn Reid. My guests tonight are regular host David Menzies on to talk about the blackface Trudeau jumbotron truck he took to the streets of Brampton and then Kian Bexty to talk about his hunt for the woman in Trudeau's infamous blackface photo. Now, if you like listening to the show, then you will love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to premium content. That's what we call our long-form TV-style shows here on The Rebel subscribers get access to watching david's weekly show as well as other great tv style shows too like ezra's nightly ezra levant show and my own wednesday night show the gun show it's only eight bucks a month to subscribe or you can subscribe annually and get two months free and just for our podcast listeners you can save an extra 10 percent on a new premium membership by using the coupon code podcast when you subscribe just go to premium.rebelnews.com to become a member today and please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or Google podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support the rebel without ever having to spend a dime. And now please enjoy this free audio only version of David's show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup ladies and gentlemen and the rest of you in which we look back on the very best commentaries of the last week from your very favorite rebels. I'm your host Sheila Gunn-Reed I'm filling in for the intrepid and affable David Menzies as he's out on the road chasing the election news wherever he might find it. Now the foreign media they've been breaking much of the news surrounding Justin Trudeau's blackface scandal or rather blackface's scandals, three of them so far, lost in amongst the rightful outrage of Justin Trudeau dressing in blackface Aladdin costuming at an otherwise black tie fundraiser event at a private school in British Columbia, was once again proof that Justin Trudeau just can't keep his greasy hands to himself around a pretty lady. Our Keen Bexty left the country to find the pretty lady in the photo, then What do the people think about Justin Trudeau's fetish, proclivity, affinity for transracial costumes and culturally insensitive performance art? Our David Menzies hit the street with our beautiful Jumbotron truck and his microphone to find out what. Then finally, your comments and letters on a video in which I forced myself to watch a question and answer session between Justin Trudeau and a group of teachers back in 2016 To uncover Trudeau's startling admission that he took a university-level cultural diversity and white privilege course all the way back in 1997. Those are your Rebels. Let's round them up.
1: If you've been paying any attention to the Canadian election, you've heard about the Trudeau blackface scandal. Well, there was another scandal In that scandal it was embedded within it and it was a groping scandal it's something that is reoccurring for our Prime Minister he touches every woman he can get his hands on it's a power move to him it's rare it's the exception to the rule when he doesn't touch a woman in fact in this picture you can see his right hand on the breast of this woman finger actually in the cleavage and his left hand is on her waist grabbing her very tightly and it looks like she's pulling away it's a weird situation and it is certainly in canada's news interest to understand what was going on in this picture also why trudeau was let go from west point gray academy the school that david menzies and i were at just late last week speaking with the school administration to figure out why trudeau was let go early in his contract now this woman who lives in the building right behind me her name is miriam Martosium. she's an armenian singer and it looks like she's tried to put all of this in her past. It doesn't look like she has any contact with the Prime Minister, although Justin Trudeau in a press conference said he was really good friends with her. The what? woman
2: in the photograph is touching her
1: in a very familiar way, um, depending on your relationship with her. Who was she? And what she was, was a close friend. Now, is that really true? I don't think it's true. Justin Trudeau said the same thing about the Aga Khan when he took a luxury vacation to his island. The Ethics Commissioner determined, well, they don't really talk that often at all, not in many, many years. This was a lobbying event. It wasn't a gift from a very close friend. And it seems like the same situation happened here. To get out of something that has a lot of bad optics associated with it, especially with Justin Trudeau's history with Rose Knight, well, the get-out-of-jail-free card is, oh, it wasn't a colleague, it was a real close girlfriend of mine. That's what Justin Trudeau wants you to think. And to this woman who's married and has two children, it doesn't quite seem to be the case. So we were curious. We ID'd this individual as Miriam Martosium last week. We had David Menzies in the same spot last week as well, trying to get a hold of her. He wasn't able to do that. They were out of town for the weekend. But over the weekend, the Daily Telegraph from the UK published her name and the story behind her. No other Canadian media seems interested in this. The problem is, when I showed up here, the walls were up, she was not interested in talking, she kind of seemed a little bit terrified uh, and I understand why. Justin Trudeau is a scary guy. It seems like the same thing happened with Rose Knight in British Columbia. After the news came out, she asked for privacy, uh, terrified that she was going to get backlash from Justin Trudeau's hostile supporters. The Same thing sort of happened here. I asked a few questions, she asked me to stay off private property. I complied. I was on the sidewalk. I managed to get a few questions off. Here's what I asked. Hi. Are you, uh, are you Merriam? My name's Kian. I'll, sorry to... I'll introduce myself. I, I just, uh, came in from Canada. Uh, we're writing a story on on Miriam, just given the history yeah. uh, with Justin Trudeau. Private property. Is, is it alright if I'm here? Nope. No. Okay. Alright. No problem. It, it would... You'd be able to tell me, was he... Were you good friends with Trudeau? You weren't?
2: Take care, bud.
1: I'll have Sorry? be Oh, no worries. I just wanted to ask a few questions. do Is there... I mean the whole the whole country the whole country is just really interested in this story. They want to know if other people were wearing blackface. Was it peculiar that Justin was wearing blackface that night?
0: Isn't it funny how the Canadian media's intellectual curiosity about anything regarding Justin Trudeau has a shelf life of about six hours and then the media they just take his word as though it's the gospel of John despite the fact that Trudeau has been caught in big and small lies over and over again from his relationship with the Aga Khan to the pressure tactics he used on Jody Wilson-Raybould. Trudeau has told the media that the woman he had his greasy black mitts all over at a black tie event was a very close friend and the media well they just took him at his word but we, on the other hand, did not. So joining me now to tell us what he uncovered in Greenville is Kean Bexty. Kian, between you and David, finding the woman that Trudeau had his greasy hands all over was a bit of a gumshoe journalism operation, but it wasn't impossible. Why do you think the Canadian media didn't bother to track her down?
1: Uh, a mix of a few things, uh, mainly disinterest. Uh, they don't want to cover anything that's going to be hurting Justin Trudeau. Uh, and then also they're focused on other things. They're focused on trying to find anything that they can on Andrew Scheer and his candidates. Um, any, anything is a priority to them that is not something that will hurt. Am I saying that right? They, they're, they're prioritizing anything that will hurt Andrew Scheer and Maxime Bernier, and, and this just isn't part of their shtick.
0: I also think it might have something to do with the fact that they just want it to be true. They just want this to be true, that this woman was a close friend or possible girlfriend of Justin Trudeau, that he's not a groper, that he's not a weirdo, that he, that he is really the feminist that he says he is. And they certainly, I think, don't want to be the ones who uh, uncover all that because that's not how you get $600 million. And if you start uncovering these kinds of things, you're going to start to be treated like... Maybe our friend Andrew Lawton, who's not allowed, not only on the liberal media bus, but also not allowed into liberal events as media, and now he's not even allowed into public events as just a public person. I think part of that is the not covering these stories, I think, is self-preservation.
1: Yeah, I mean you hit it right on the head. Uh, Andrew Lawton was kicked out of a Liberal campaign event, same thing just happened with me moments ago. I'm in Vancouver right now uh, and I was uh, waiting for Jean Chrétien to show up and I just happened to see Harjit Sajjan and I blew my cover by asking him a question. Um, I don't think anyone recognized me until that point, until I whipped out my mic and I asked Harjit Sajjan – how he reconciles supporting Trudeau after the blackface event, whether or not Trudeau pressured him to support him uh, after the fact, like he did with the feminist, uh, the the the, the, the uh, lady candidate from Quebec, I think it was maybe Montreal, mm-hmm. who was given the boot because he didn't, she didn't fawn over Trudeau for his feminism, his third wave feminism. So I asked that simple question, and then I was given the boot very shortly after. Uh, within five minutes, the landlord came out and said, "Yeah, you got to." go mosey over the sidewalk before Jean Chrétien comes here because we just can't have you asking any questions. So self-preservation is, is the fundamental action point for both the Liberal Party and the Media Party. They just want to make sure that they're around in four years. Uh,
0: yeah, and I think part of it, uh, the most appalling part of it all is on that media bus Um, they're seeing the treatment of Andrew. They're seeing that Andrew's not being allowed into these things. They're seeing that Andrew's being detained by the police. They're seeing that the Prime Minister's staff are calling the police on a journalist in Canada. Likewise, I'm sure where you were, there's a bunch of journalists standing around with their cameras pointing in all directions, seeing you get hassled, and none of them will say a damn word. I think that's the most... part of all of this is that their journalism is really vestigial it's just sort of a leftover thing and they're really just liberal activists like press secretaries with columns in the newspaper
1: yeah speaking of columns one of the press secretaries actually i I can't say it's press secretary it certainly was a staffer though uh and and the editors will have this video by the time this goes to air Uh, they actually tried to shove me into a concrete column while I was chasing Harjit Sajjan today. It's uh, business as usual, I guess, as a reporter in Canada in the, uh, the dictatorship that is our country.
0: Yeah, can you imagine if that had happened to Rosie Barton? If she got shoved like you did by one of Justin Trudeau's media handlers or if somebody shoved her into a column... Uh, there would be national outcry. There'd be an inquiry, like a Gomery-style inquiry into how it happened. There would be charges. Everybody would be lighting their hair on fire because it happens to you because a because you're male and b because you're conservative, and c because you work for the rebel. Nobody seems to care, and the same thing's happening to Andrew. I guess um, you know they they sort of got away with the treatment of us for quite some time, and uh, so they moved on to Andrew now, and he's a little bit more mainstream than us. Um, and, you know, these people who are at CTV if they and CBC, if they think that this isn't going to trickle down to them, once the mob is done with us, they'll come for them. And uh, I don't think they see what's coming at them.
1: No, I, I think you're right. They started with us. Uh, once we have been denied so fully from liberal press events and government press events even, <laughs> Uh, they move on, to, they, they realize that it worked, they realize there was no outcry, and then they go for the next uh, most critical people of them, and True North, I'm sure, has uh, not come out with a very uh, pleasant article about Trudeau in their entire existence, yeah. um, but they're certainly not, they're, they're not, you know, they are a little bit more mainstream, they employ more mainstream journalists, Andrew Lawton used to be a mainstream journalist himself, um, and. Sorry if you can hear a cappuccino uh, brewing in the background. I'm in the airport waiting to board a flight back to Calgary. Um, once they come for them, they're going to start coming for even more mainstream people until there's nobody left to hold Justin Trudeau to account. Not that really anyone is doing that right now, outside of the people who aren't already barred from his events.
0: Now, Kean, I know you have to catch a flight, so I will let you go catch your flight. Um, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing. And uh, everybody stay with us more up next after the break.
2: David Menzies for Rebel News here in Brampton, Ontario. Well, you know, when it comes to the Justin Trudeau brownface, blackface fiasco, in fact, we have gone out and we've consigned our beautiful jumbotron-equipped truck with the images of Justin's racist past, and we're going to drive it around uh, Brampton and find out what people have to say about the Prime Minister's behavior and also urge them If they are indeed offended by this, to sign our petition, which is com. If you can, please chip in to help us cover the costs of the truck, to rent this truck for a day with gas and expenses in. It's a couple of thousand dollars, so any donation is greatly appreciated. What was your reaction when you saw these images uh, last week emerging? Disgusting. Completely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I mean... I voted for him and now I'm sincerely regretting it. Like, I don't think personally that it's racist, but I do think that for the amount of virtue, virtue signaling that he does and going overboard, uh, correcting everybody else's mistakes, that uh, he should
1: live by his own word, you know? I To me, I don't see anything wrong with that.
2: Obviously, my concern really is more the hypocrisy of it is that, you know, the, everyone else obviously can't live up to his standards, but then when you peel back the layers, you notice that he doesn't live up to the standards that he espouses himself. He said he did blackface, he apologized for it, and I think people should leave him alone, and um, I'm sure he's very sorry for it. He made a mistake, and he uh, fessed up, and uh, we should move on. Do you know the best way to, to deal with racism? Stop talking about it. I still admire Justin Trudeau. I like Justin Trudeau. He's, he's still a good Prime Minister. What's been his best accomplishment to date, sir? Well, he, I, I think he, oh, well, he's, um, he's, he's, just, he's just been good. He's, he's been a good Prime Minister. He's been a good Prime Minister. and yeah.
0: Now, our David Menzies took a beautiful Jumbotron truck to the streets of Brampton, Ontario. There are a number of polls out right now about whether or not Justin Trudeau's blackface scandal or rather black faces scandals is hurting him with people who may have voted liberal in the past. Some say yes, some say no. And so the affable menzoid did some on the ground polling of his own, getting some first hand reaction from people on the street about how they feel about our prime minstrel and his black face performances. David, thanks for Skyping into your own show, the Sheila gunn relaxed fit version of Roundup. You always get some excellent reactions on the street. I guess my first question is to the people who are explaining away all of this, are they in some sort of cult?
2: You know, Sheila, it was a very interesting hodgepodge in Brampton, um, which is uh, about as racially diverse as you can get. In, uh, in terms of a Canadian city, I would argue. Um, in any event, we got the camp that was, um, and, and I have to say visible minorities were saying this, uh, forgive and forget, it was a long time ago, he was young, uh, it was a costume party. Well, first of all, there's some problems with that. It wasn't a costume party um he wasn't that young if we're talking about the private school he was a 29 year old school teacher uh who you would think would have better judgment but again sheila it was um forgive and forget it, yesterday's newspaper then you had the people that were adamant that he must resign not only over this but over the ethics violations about SNC-Lavalin, how he treated uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott, and the the fake feminism scandals and so on. And then there was a third camp uh, that reared its head a couple of times where people were just absolutely verbally abusive in terms of us raising the question. It was the classic shoot the messenger, you know, and I, I, I mean, one woman even saying, and, and I got to tell you, Sheila, she was no spring chicken herself. She actually <laughs> said, when people of my age die off, the world will be a better place. So just for floating the question of um, Justin Trudeau's misbehavior uh, in terms of the brown face, black face scandal, she want to be dead? I mean, like, who's the villain here?
0: (laughs) Well, and I think my favorite part about that interaction with her and you, besides the fact that you're just so good-natured that you make every crazy person yelling at you seem even that much crazier, is she's jaywalking and screaming, and she's not paying attention to traffic, yelling at you that she hopes that you die off soon. I mean, she could have won herself some kind of Darwin Award right there. Um, I... I guess my question for you is, and I've seen it in some of your other really incredible videos, yet this week you've been just all over the place, jumping out of the bushes or out of parking lots at liberals to ask them <laughs> what they really think about uh, Justin Trudeau's blackface. And some of the um, candidates that you're talking or you're trying to talk to, they're not really talking to you, they are visible minorities. And they're, yes. keep, they're keeping their mouths shut. They are just not talking to you. Um, And I guess the question remains, how much of a difference is this going to make for Justin Trudeau? Are people just still voting for nice hair and fancy socks and uh, sunny ways? Or are they seeing the light of day? What do you think?
2: You know, I think you nailed it, uh, Sheila. There is a, uh, I guess, a percentage of the Canadian populace which I can only describe as kind of um, cultish when it comes to the persona of Justin Trudeau. You know, in Thursday, on Thursday, I should say, I, I was up in Barrie, Ontario, uh, covering a, a, a press conference at the Flying Monkeys uh, Brewery. And uh, of course we didn't get in. It was only for the state approved and appointed stenographers. Uh, so that, that's par for the course. But there was um, protesters there and there were liberal supporters there. And when I talked to the liberal supporters specifically about the blackface, brownface thing, I got a really interesting take that because it was Justin doing it, this was him embracing freedom of expression, (laughs) if you can believe it. And it was uh, meant to be complimentary uh, to the visible minorities that he was uh, basically making light of. Um, Yet, Uh, if Andrew Shearer were to have done it, then that would have definitely have been racist. I mean, like, hello, bizarro Superman planet. Where where am I, right? So there is this, um, the question is this, I think, as it is with all elections, Sheila, what is the critical mass of forgivers and apologists and people that just keep drinking the Justin Trudeau Kool-Aid? And if it's significant enough, Well, he's just going to be uh, back in government, I would argue, Um, you know, likely with a a minority mandate. Um, But you know what? It's less than a month away. In in real terms, that's uh, a short time frame. In political terms, it's still an eternity. Anything, you know, today has no idea what tomorrow might bring. And um, we'll we'll just have to see what happens. But again, the question is um, how many people are either forgivers or just simply disengaged, and um, to your point, they're voting for a nice pair of funky socks or uh, a great head of hair?
0: Yeah, I I think that's the part that bothers me the most in all of this, is that uh, if the Liberals didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. (laughs) like you pointed out if Andrew Shear had done this it would have been racist but if Justin Trudeau does it it's an homage um and there's things coming out about him that I mean there's just so much coming out that people are starting to ignore it I did a story earlier in the week where Justin Trudeau bragged about going through a white privilege course in 1997 and he did this he bragged about it in 2016 so that's he went through a white privilege course where he ended up writing some sort of screed about how he uh acknowledges his white male privilege after the fact um and that's four full years before he performed in blackface or before he dressed up as aladdin and no one's even talking about that because there's so many lies and mistruths he keeps saying i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know it was bad i didn't know it was bad even he's, he's admitted that he knew it was bad, and yet everybody just seems to be excu- excusing it away. Although, I did see a poll today that uh, things are breaking for the Conservatives in the 905. Um, mm. And the votes, are, the votes are bleeding off the Liberals, and they're not how I would have suspected moving over to the NDP. They're actually moving over to the Conservatives, which I find bizarre but heartening.
2: Well, I I think, Shelley you've raised a lot of interesting points. I I think with the NDP under uh, uh, Jagmeet Singh, they have just failed to resonate. There is no there there. Um, I think they are going to crater, especially in the province of Quebec, and that can potentially help Justin Trudeau, no question about it. Um, The second thing you said where uh, he had taken this white privilege course. Well, I guess he didn't pay attention in class if he still went ahead with the blackface thing. And, um, you know, and, and, and this dovetails into another point, Sheila, in his apology for donning the brown face and the blackface, um, it was kind of, you know, it wasn't total personal responsibility, but there was that line in there about being raised in an aura of white privilege He had some blinders. Right. And I would make this argument, Sheila, as a young person, you know, as a young boy, even Justin Trudeau got to travel the world with his father. And I would argue that privilege, forget about race, but just going to third world countries, seeing how other people live, seeing the misery they go through. I think if you were a decent human being, that would make you empathetic to to those people as opposed to doing something where you're going to mock brown and black people so i don't even buy the fact that white privilege is the cause of such odious behavior in the first place sheila
0: well yeah i mean what about his white male privilege uh groping a woman in a photo i mean it's just really bizarre you know i've pointed out before that um I am around a lot of the men that the liberals like to demonize all the time, farmers, rig hands, oil patch workers, construction workers, the kind of men that um, if the liberals would have the liberals would have you believe if they came into your community, it would be infinitely less safe instead of infinitely wealthier. (laughs) But anyway, but those are the kinds of men who would give you a black eye if you put your hands on a lady the way Justin Trudeau does, but he talks about his privileged upbringing. I'm as backwoods, I think, as you could probably get in this country. And I know better. I know better. Everybody knows better. Um, He had every opportunity afforded to him to know better. And he claims he doesn't, which is just an excuse for for his bad behavior. He absolutely knew it was wrong. I think it's his shtick. Like, I think that the people around him, uh, because of who he is, didn't tell him, you're acting like a racist idiot. And so he thought it was funny and just kept doing it. And I think that's why we're going to see more instances of this come out. And,
2: and you know, Sheila, you know, that dovetails into the point, which is Justin Trudeau is a master when it comes to apologizing for the sins of others. Um, Even going so far back in Canadian history, to apologize for things that took place before 1867 yeah. <laughs> before Canada was a country. Yeah. I mean I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't go back to the late cretaceous era and apologize yeah. for uh, a, an asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but 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 when it comes to his own apology, you know the groping, you know he's a supposedly a feminist, well, we experience it differently and this is a learning Uh, uh, you know, this is a a moment of learning for all of us. No, it's not because I already know, uh, as I would assume most decent men know not to act like that. And then again, with the black face, brown face, it was, you know, the devil made me do it in terms of my white privilege. He can't just say sorry without some kind of condition or some kind of asterisk attached to it and I think that speaks ill of his character quite frankly I think it it speaks to somebody I'm not saying he is one but it's an example of sociopathic behavior
0: yeah I, I mean when the best excuse you can come up with is I'm too rich to know better but I'm just too dumb to care Houston, we have a problem. David, I want to thank you for being generous with your time. Another great commentary, great work from out on the road chasing these liberals. Um, Stay with us, everybody. More up next after the break. I don't believe Trudeau didn't know better because Justin Trudeau tells us he knew better in at least the late 1990s and he told the truth in a question and answer session to a group of elementary school teachers back in 2016. Let me go back a step though to tell you how I discovered all of this. I saw this tweet fly past my Twitter feed this morning from Stefan Molyneux. He wrote, four years before he went full blackface, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau enthusiastically underwent university-level training to understand and combat racism and privilege. And then Molyneux links to an article that says, As early as 1997, while studying for his bachelor's in education, Trudeau had to go through class exercises in racism and privilege as part of his sociology Of education course. He revealed this in December 2016 while answering a question about racism and white privilege at a boisterous gathering of elementary teachers in Toronto. Well friends, I tracked down a video of said boisterous event and then I sat through 45 minutes of Justin Trudeau's questions and answers. I truly suffer for my craft. Here's Justin Trudeau's answer to that question. Just watch.
3: At, uh, when I was doing my B.Ed, we had a class called, uh, it was Sociology of Education, and it was uh, exactly around all that. Uh, and I remember this exercise uh, where, as a class, we generated a list, a binary list, uh, of um, you know, pairs in terms of power dynamics. Um, you know, white versus non-white. Uh, male versus female. Uh, straight versus LGBTQ. Uh, Q two, um, you know, all all the way down the list, uh, and you know, when we ended up that list, generated on the on the list, you all had to sort of, we all had to look at you know, wealthy, non wealthy, all those sorts of things, uh, central Canada versus BC. I mean, that was that was one that uh, that BCers put in on on that one, but uh, it was UBC. Um, we went down the list. It was a classroom generated list, and I realized that. Of the 20 or so different pairs that we had on the list, I was on the power side of 19 of them. The only one I wasn't was youth versus age, and I knew I was going to get there eventually. So it was an an extraordinarily powerful wake-up call for me. This idea that, like it or not, uh, we're in a society where I was given power and a voice that I did nothing to earn, uh, that I did nothing to deserve, uh, other than ended up being born uh, luckier, uh, unfairly than everyone else.
0: Welcome back to the show, Rebels. Now this week, as you know, I forced myself to sit through 45 full minutes of questions and answers between Justin Trudeau and a group of Ontario elementary school teachers from 2016. It's a videotape session in which Justin Trudeau admits, actually, he brags that he had a come-to-Jesus moment about his own privilege as a white male and his place in the societal power structure as early as 1997. Now, that revelation makes everything Trudeau says now about not knowing better than to dress in blackface in 2001 a complete and total lie. Let's take a look at some of your comments left on that video. Mike Chernick commented, I feel your pain, Sheila. Tough to watch. Yet this puke tells me and others that by simply being white and male, I'm privileged. Well, we grew up without a pot to piss in, metaphorically, but managed to get out of that hardship by making and selling pots to piss in, again metaphorically. I had a pretty good childhood on the whole, but understood early that I was the only one that could make life better for myself. So to listen to that parasite lecture makes my blood boil more now than it ever did before hey mike we must never forget that this is the very same government that looks down its nose on pipeliners and construction workers and rig hands as a danger to the communities in which they work how could we forget when justin trudeau made that libel in front of the entire world well i spend a lot of time around those sorts of men folk and i got to tell you They're more inclined to punch you in the face for touching a woman the way Trudeau insists on always touching women than to touch a woman like that themselves. Duke of Paducah commented, as others have stated, if white privilege was his problem, then why doesn't he divest himself of this great evil that has the power to manipulate someone into doing such wrong? Give it to a charity and live with Mother Teresa's mission in India. White privilege is wrong and I intend to hang on to it as tenaciously as i can now that would be taking responsibility for his actions something he has never done he always likes to say we need to do something instead of i need to do something well duke i think trudeau's white male privilege might just be the fact that he can run his fingers through his hair and every lustful looky loo in the press gallery will stare into his vacant pinwheeling blue eyes and then formulate a way to make Andrew Scheer, or a conservative, the bad guy in every blackface story. Kevin Longin writes, Why do liberals always get away with things that conservatives would literally be dragged across the proverbial coals for doing? Hypocrisy plus dominance of the mainstream media, I suppose. Yes and yes, and for all the mainstream media's hatred directed at us here at The Rebel, we just might be the frankenstein monster they created with their own ineptitude they didn't do their jobs they didn't tell both sides of the story and until they do there will be a job for me the mainstream media they're sycophantic towards trudeau or really anyone on the left for that matter and it's the best job security i could ever ask for well that wraps up another edition of rebel roundup thanks david for trusting me with your show while you're on the road thanks Folks at home for tuning in, we'll see everybody back here next week. And remember, without risk, there can be no reward.